Greetings, everyone. This is uh, Dr. Tran with uh, MalwareTech. Uh, today is uh, episode four of the MalwareTech uh, podcast. So today with us also is uh, Gab Smash. Hello, it's Gab Smash. Still don't have any CVEs. <laughs> and then also, <laughs> also joining us again is uh, also a Deviant. How's it going? I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, so, so today we're talking everything from uh, the Intel data leak to the Zoom bombing of the Twitter hacker indictment, as well as the data sh the data shredding, uh, I, I guess attack, as well as uh, a few other random topics. Uh, so, Malwaretech, over to you. I mean, what's been kind of on your mind when you hear about this uh, this Zoom bombing of the the Twitter hackers, which we talked about last time? Yeah, I I just remember looking at that and I was like okay we know he is like involved with these kind of like troll groups you would have thought that they would have taken that into account before hosting uh the the um the hearing not only on a public zoom but with screen sharing and uh all participants audios enabled um if uh if you don't know what we're talking about uh they did a Zoom hearing for, I believe it was the bail of the Twitter hacker or something to do with his bail. Like his arraignment or something. Yeah. yeah, or yeah. Um, and they, they left it public. A bunch of people came in and were screaming absurd shit down the mic until someone ended up host playing an ass eating video from Pornhub <laughs> during the hearing. At this point, uh, they basically just cut the hearing and uh, rescheduled it for another day. Did you see the screenshots of like the judge judge's face? The look yeah. on his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Learned some stuff that day. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's not a bad way to learn about securing Zoom. Cause, uh... <laughs> well, I I did. What did anyone get? Like shots of the guy's uh, the Twitter hacker's face. I mean, I would love. I mean, him being a troll, I would love to see what his reaction was. Does he still look like Edward Cullen? <laughs> he um he has like a uh, fan pages now i was i was seeing a bunch of uh women on Who? tiktok why the hacker i know no he um like there was people posting like fan videos of him on uh, tiktok and i saw no less than three videos from different girls claiming that they were in a relationship with him why i have so many questions I wonder how many um, I, I wonder how many wedding proposals he's gotten because uh, you've gotten some uh, malware. I imagine a lot because he he got indicted for something like really really high profile, and uh, it just seems like the higher profile of the thing you do, the more interest comes. So I'm imagining he's probably being bombarded with uh, marriage requests at this point. It's like all the people that were like after Manson and like wanted to go to jail and marry him. Yeah, it's like. I don't get what it is, but it just seems like criminals just attract people. He's got a record. I must date him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be the same thing if he was like surfing and got a shark attack or something. If, if you're in the news, people whose lives are dreary and boring, they fixate on people who are not dreary and boring. I mean, a shark attack's pretty badass, though. Like, I would be like, all right, you get points for that. <laughs> Hacking yeah. Twitter, maybe. I don't know. If you look like a sparkly vampire, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> I, I would hate, I would not want to see what's in his DMs. You can take a look at mine sometime. Oh, I'll pass. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pass. No thanks. 
So what's everyone drinking uh, today? Um, Moscato, again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I got Jameson's from the homeland. It's, it's, I have Irish whiskey as well, but mine is Hellcat Maggie. It's 4 a.m. here, and you guys have peer pressured me into drinking uh, Japanese whiskey. So, uh, I just, nice. I don't understand why you thought 4 a.m. was a was a good time for a podcast. It's convenient for all of you. I, I'm doing this uh, out of convenience for my friend. Is it because I'm basically 90 years old, so I'm usually in bed by now? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, now Tran, are you just getting up or going to bed? Just uh, well. Technically getting up, but I did not sleep. I'm I'm having a case of jet lag plus insomnia, so I have not slept at all for That's rough. over 24 hours. Maybe the drinking oh. will be good. Lay an Ambien and a Zanny stacked on top of whatever that uh, Hakushu <laughs> or Suntory is. Just no, just uh, just uh, just just whiskey and coconut water. It's an odd yeah. combination. Yes, I have to stay hydrated. Well, it's it's pretty warm here. It's uh, it's gonna be thirty six degrees today, uh, Celsius. Um, what is that in freedoms? It's like ninety. Thirty six will be about like ninety nine, a hundred. Oh my god, that's not appropriate. Yes, and and you have to remember in Europe they don't have air conditioning. Really? Also crazy. I think you yeah. don't have air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> Europe well, is I don't like know. Not. Let's pull our viewers. Let's pull our viewers from Europe. <laughs> Are you in Europe and do you have air conditioning? Let us know. I mean, yes. I remember Are you in Europe and I do you was... have a clothes dryer? Let us know. I Are do you in Europe and do you wear clothes? Let us know. <laughs> do they have internet yet? I don't. So, I mean, yours better off than me. Well, uh, it wasn't I... invented in America. Yeah. When I was a kid, like my parents basically had this. Well, everyone's parents had this idea of it's not warm enough in England to need AC. Therefore, we don't have it. But the reality is like anything over 20 with 80% humidity is too hot. So they're like, oh, it doesn't get above 30 here. So we don't need AC. And then they just sit and swamp in like 25 Celsius, 80 humidity. And I was the one who was like, no, I'm getting AC. This makes no sense to suffer through this. I'm just, I'm going to buy a portable AC unit, hook it up to the window. And then I'm going to actually sleep at night because... I uh, I thought I had insomnia for my entire childhood because it turns out I can't get to sleep past like a certain temperature slash humidity. So I went my entire childhood not being able to sleep in the summer and I thought I had something wrong with me. And then I went on a holiday, for like I left the UK for the first time ever to go to Vegas for DEFCON and um, my hotel room had AC. And I'm like, wow, I'm in Vegas, I'm sleeping better than at home. Uh, like like what's going on and then i realized it was the the, the fucking ac so that so was you kinda... basically have a flashpoint your body has a flashpoint yes a lot of people do they say like physiologically i think it's 67 is the ideal temperature in fahrenheit i don't know what that is in celsius but yeah like for sleeping for... like that's the ideal i go for 69 just for kind of the fun of it but like anything below 70 is ideal yeah anything above 70 for existence is awful which is why this is gorgeous. <laughs> I'm jealous. It's like 90 here. So. Oh, man. And I'm in New England. Like, leave. It's weather, cold please. as shit in LA. And uh, I'm kind of upset. It's been like 20 to 25 for uh, weeks now. It's not still like 70 something. Yeah, that's cold as shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> please come here for winter. 
it is kind of funny how in LA, uh, once it drops below 70, people whip out their jackets, their Ugg boots and everything. It's, it's pretty hilarious. And here's the opposite. Like you get to like 50 and people are like, oh, it's shorts weather. Oh my God, bring out the shorts. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when I lived in the East Coast, if it was, a, if it was um, like 50 degrees, I'm like, oh, great. I can go out and wash my car. Yeah. Then you freeze halfway through and regret your decision. No, as long as you put a little bit of hot water in the bucket so it's warm water, you're perfectly fine. I have one more question for European people. Why is your washing machine in the kitchen? I mean, does it does it make I sense mean, it, to have it a makes, dedicated room? Like it, it makes sense. I'm kind of mad that we don't have that here because like, I would love to do my laundry while I cook things, but at the same time, I'm just like... It's space utilization. Like You have so much space in a kitchen. Like uh, European kitchens are a lot larger than American ones. True. Mine's so like a galley. You can have like well, an entire extra room in your house just for laundry, at which point you're like taking 100 off the square footage. Or you can just have it in your big-ass kitchen. So that's kind of why at least we do it in England. Well, in Europe, they also have those combined washer-dryer units. Um, no, here, don't. I actually... Well, that's in, an, in, in Central American Europe, thing. no, I've, I've never, I've only seen that in, in Europe. I've never seen that in the States with the combined units. Um, what do you mean? Like, as in stack? No, but... not stack. Oh. Not stack. Single, single a single drum. drum. Yeah. A single yeah. drum does washing and drying. Oh, I thought you meant stacked because that's what I have in America. It takes oh, yeah, like yeah. five that's... times as long. Cat tax. <laughs> yes. Cat tax. Show us. This is Whisper. <gasps> Hi, Whisper. Whisper's my favorite. Like when you pet him, he just goes meow, 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 meow. It's so hilarious. Cute. Yeah, she Whisper. She is the the sort of quiet, furtive one. Frankie is the much more intense one. I found Whisper to be the uh, Frankie would just run away from me, whereas Whisper would just come and kind of meow quietly at me. Yeah. That's right. That was we have to have you back for another Thanksgiving when we're not all prepared to die from traveling yeah, I, I can't <laughs> wait for corona to be over i've uh three years of legal case when i couldn't like i couldn't leave the u.s and then i'm like finally free to travel and they're like hey do you know what would be great to have like a global pandemic that just doesn't end i'm working on it <laughs> takes time but hurry up <laughs> i'm trying you can only grow cells so fast. You, you just need to get some CVEs on, on, your, on your track record so that way you qualify as a specialist and can get a visa to travel back to Europe. It will make everything, Europe. everything better. You know, I got a message right before I came on here and someone was like, you don't belong in this field because you learned everything like at a college or something. And like, we don't have room for those kinds of people in this industry. Like, and he just like went on this high rate and i was like who hurt you like sir uh, this he... is a wendy's <laughs> <laughs> sir this is a wendy's did, no, he, but... did he tip his fedora at the end of his long like rant i didn't know no but it was just like crazy i was like hey like security at this point is kind of one of those fields where it touches every other field out there so. Well, you find uh, that the people who are like the most gatekeepy are usually the least skilled because they're, they're terrified of other people coming into the industry because it's like yeah. it makes them worthless. So like at least I found all the people who are like, you don't belong here. Um, you don't have enough degrees or CVs or whatever bullshit metric they're using for that day. They're always the people with very, very minimal skill. 
Right. Who've done like one thing that they're really proud of. And then they just think they can coast on that forever, I guess. Yeah. I, uh, a one trick pony. Pretty much. I saw one from uh, an academic uh, a couple of days ago. He tweeted something along the lines of it was about Google is, I don't know exactly what it is, but Google now has this course to get into programming. Yes. Um, I don't know the details. Maybe someone else can elaborate on that in a minute. But uh, he basically said, uh, like, this is terrible. Now you can have a bunch of throwaway programmers with no no understanding of computer history and computer ethics. And I'm like, A, they don't teach ethics in university. I have read enough university courses to know that. And B, like, what use is computer history? Like, if I need to understand, like, I don't know what Grace Hopper was doing, I can go and read that on Wikipedia. Like that is not relevant to day-to-day -day programming. And then you've got like computer ethics, which I'm not even sure what that's supposed to mean. And not only do they not teach it in university, but that is something you can learn on the job. Like it's a, it's a life skill. I like that no, they're sorry. making the coding classes more accessible though. And it, it drives me crazy when people try to gatekeep like that, because like in what universe, should you ever discourage someone from wanting to learn anything ever? The one element of this that I found interesting was people raised the concern, are we going to just have yet more very homogenous Silicon Valley tech bros who don't have any understanding of the world around it and the forces at work in this world who are going to build more like facial recognition and AI systems that erode privacy because they don't have any kind of a, a humanities understanding at all, don't have any kind of background in the world. To me, I feel like that's a failing though, not of higher education, but we don't actually teach a lot of important things much younger in life. Do you think that stuff will weed itself out though? Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we hope so, right? Like we hope that the systems that don't make any sense or that are like obvious privacy breaches are things that will not become successful. But I guess, do you think that is it natural selection of tech systems or i think not because like silicon valley you've got all of those people with like zero social skills zero ethics all in one place and then when new people move there they kind of adapt to the the climate so it just breeds more of them which is why none of these companies have turned around they're just getting worse and worse and worse i remember uh google's um they, I think it was their motto or something used to be don't be evil, which they later removed because apparently that was too hard. I think people become more aware of it, though. Um, definitely, I think the rose colored glasses have kind of come off a lot of the Silicon Valley startup types. Uh, Ultimately, you know, it's about making money as well, no matter what they're vision or mission statement in, or, or when you go to these startup events and everyone's talking about how they want to change the world and make the world a better place. Ultimately, it's about making money. And I think it's it's interesting that it is about making money, but then they try to put a facade on top of that. And to me, that's a little um, dishonest. I mean, it's better if they're just straightforward. I mean, I, I could trust them then. I, I know what they're, what they're, what they're, what they're aiming for. And you know, the, the social things that they can do afterwards, after they've made money, they can focus on that afterwards. But if they're trying to make money, but trying to, you know, put lipstick on a pig and try to present as something else, to me, that just, 
demonstrates um, they're, they're, they're a little bit disconnected from society or the morals and ethics of, of the whole thing. How many of us had to take ethics classes at all through any of our education? Okay, I did because I was I did. medical ethics, but that's yeah. a completely different. I was STS, different. so like half my classes were ethics. Yeah, I did take like a bunch of medical ethics, and I still have to do continuing education in it actually because of the consulting uh, genetic stuff that I do. There's a lot of ethics that go hand in hand with mm -hmm. genetic science and recombinant genetics and stuff like that. So I did do like a pretty intense course of like continuing education credits of like ethics yeah. every single year you go into like beneficence and all of your do no harm kind of stuff um the one i was going to talk about i can't remember the name of it so i'm looking it up um speaking of silicon valley startups theranos Theranos. I don't know. How oh to say yes, it. that you guys was such that? a mess. <laughs> but like that's that's always what comes to mind to me. Like the fact that it just unraveled so quickly and that there was nothing backing up any of the claims is just insane to me. Yeah. And the the fact that she made so much money. The fire festival of, of, of yeah, <laughs> it really was. Did you read the? Did any of you read the book on it? Because it was really good. Oh yeah, so it was good. Wild. Such a good book. I, Definitely recommend. I saw the uh, the documentary. I, I I thought it was just insane that how this mm -hmm. is image that she created, and I really wonder what was going through her head. Was she just thinking that eventually they maybe they'll just figure it out and make it work, or I mean, I mean, how sustainable is that if if realistically it's never going to work? And it almost felt like she was just driving people to just make it work eventually and, and just betting on time. Make I think she was really it. hoping that it would work. Like, I think she was hoping that the science would come through and back up all the claims that she was making, but she definitely was a businesswoman and not a scientist. And I think that's really, at the end of the day, she was making a lot of promises that they couldn't follow through on. There was a really smart tweet early on in the coronavirus situation, right when mask compliance and social distancing was like a pain. And I really think it applies to people like her and Billy from fire and just, Someone just said, wow, we are really seeing in this world how many people have gone their whole life with ever re never really being told no about anything. Yes. And that is true. Like, she no, came from a really, that. really privileged background. And she was basically, I mean, in the book, it goes a lot more into it. She was given pretty much everything she wanted in life. Yeah, which could, it, it contributes to your you worldview know. of like, well, I can do it. Because anything these people have ever wanted to make happen, it just sort of fell into place. That's a good point. But she also just created this image too. I mean, she she purposely tried to model herself after Steve Jobs. Which was I mean, creepy, that's by the, the way, thing. but whatever. Yeah, it, is, it is a little <laughs> like... creepy. <laughs> but so many people do that. Um, it's it's really weird. Like when when you do meet um people who are who have this idea that they're gonna be this visionary or this this tech leader, they do little things that try to emulate either his behavior or the way they dress. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of strange, and there's even there's this um, there's this new series on on Netflix. Uh, it's actually in German. Uh, it's how to sell drugs online fast, and actually goes through this whole thing about these high school kids. They start selling drugs online, and it, it kind of he starts to become like the Steve Jobs like character. How he like betrays all his friends and everything. It's, it's really hilarious. It's a really good show. Um, Writing that uh, down. Highly recommend it. Uh, but yeah, it just kind of goes into it where he was even like talking about all these like tech leaders and how he wants to be like them. So it was really creepy and strange. Well, and just the manifestation too, like it's 
it's your LinkedIn leaders, right? Like you get on LinkedIn and you see people that are like, I wake up at four every morning and drink a smoothie and meditate for four hours, <laughs> meditate for four hours to try and manifest my goals. And it's just like, you're living in a different universe, man. Like, I don't, it's so Those crazy. People just like, they just make me so depressed, uh, especially like the Twitter. Um, I don't know what they call themselves, but they're always like telling you like how to be an alpha male and then they go through all these lists of what you need to be to be an alpha male. I have not like, seen these tweets where you oh send them God. to me. Yeah, yeah they're oh so God. bad. And That's there's like, crazy. You don't want this type of woman. She's like too feminine or she's like too independent. This is what you want. And I just read them and it's just like. Bleh. So it's red pill. Yeah, it's basically just full red pill Twitter. <sighs> wow, I haven't seen that side Do of people, Twitter. Are they are they serious or is yeah, it like being ironic? Serious, which is the the terrifying bit. Like you you assume they're trolling, and then you go through their feed, and it's just years and years of red pill bullshit. Oh and it's just I like, into oh my red God. pill Reddit once, and it was oh, an adventure I wish never to repeat. I mean, it's it's like funny until you realize that these people are serious, and then you're like, oh my God, I live in a world with these people. You haven't seen uh, Natalie Wynn's video about alpha males. Oh my God, it should go in the show notes. It's it's incredible. No, I'll to, I'm gonna write that down too. You guys are giving me. I don't some know good if stuff. she still has that online. It's a much older one. Did you guys read the news about Intel? Um, like a like what is it? Twenty gigabytes of their data just kind of made it out there magically online, and it's a lot of internal confidential documentation about their their products. Uh, there's no customer data. But a lot of schematics and technical documentation on their under products, and and I guess a hacker claimed that they they breached Intel systems. Intel is being a little vague because they're still doing their investigations, but they're saying that yes, these documents are uh, legitimate from Intel, um, and it came from one of their I guess research uh, organizations or collaborations with with other organizations like some document repository system. So uh, it's kind of interesting that. Hackers are claiming that they breached their systems. Intel is saying, no, the leak likely came from an insider. Kind of curious on people's take on that whole thing. I mean, I think if you work for a company and you just steal their shit, you're not breaching anything. You're just being a bad employee. <laughs> it, it didn't come with any real demands though, right? Like some hackers sort of got in touch, but I didn't, I didn't see. It's funny because this is the kind of information that when people read it, they're like, oh, China would love to get their hands on that. And I'm like, this is the kind of shit China has had for years. Yeah, it was exactly. Just, <laughs> it was just posted. Um, it was posted on a sharing site Mega. Mm -hmm. So I guess they just threw it up on like a pastebin kind of site. Right. I, I so wonder strange. if I wonder if maybe they were just trying to influence the stock price. Ah. Think about it, because but no one because, gives a fuck about data leaks. <laughs> Well, the, the the market might if if, they, if the news if the have. news headline, well, the initial hit it will always recover right. briefly. Briefly, so like generally, leaks do not affect the stock price. Like no one gives a shit. It's like correct, but it wasn't presented as a leak. It wasn't presented as a leak. It was presented as a breach. That's why I'm thinking they these documents were leaked, but then the hacker tried to present it as a breach to influence the uh, the, the stock price. So it's just such be... a bad way to do it because like Yeah, that was shoddy. Yeah. Well, don't don't you remember the Twitter hacker like posting the, posted the Bitcoin, Bitcoin scam? <laughs> it's just a scam. So so you have to remember hackers are not the most sophisticated on business. Sometimes. Uh, so, there are some sometimes. out there that are like 
Oh, some are scary. Some you are should really be like the CEO scary. of a company or maybe run a country. I don't know. But <laughs> some are German <laughs> drug teams who are organized. Do you think that these breaches are so called, I don't know, data leaks? Incidents. They're called incidents. Incidents. Do you think they're getting sloppier? I mean, there's I definitely, like... it seems like people are really just kind of tossing data around it's not as much of a calculated thing anymore yeah i don't i don't get the purpose there was that drizzly leak and the dude just like he posted the data for free for no reason whatsoever he was just like i'm just giving away to the community and it's like i'm sorry what like what was the purpose ego sometimes it's ego um i mean that's if you go back to like the the late 90s I, I would imagine a lot of hacking was related to ego as well I mean, it wasn't about all of the hacking gain. in the 90s was ego but it's now it's a financially motivated so when people do it for ego it's just like what the fuck is wrong with you it's so easy and it's it there's such no notoriety i mean it's like a phenomenon we talked about last time where everyone who's trying to get into infosec wants to be a red teamer or a pen tester every script kitty wants to be a hacker and wants to somehow be associated with some data breach in the news. So I, I, I think the the buzz around our world and our industry has only increased the last few years. Every hacker is Billy from the movie Hackers. <laughs> that bank, man, that was me. Have you guys ever been on the Master Hacker subreddit? Because that is just... No, but it sounds amazing. You need to go on it. It's amazing. It's like, it's basically people just posting screenshots of people that are like, just saying ridiculous things that don't make any sense and it's just someone, it's so good uh, someone put me Master on there hacker. once and they did getting yeah they got roasted by uh <laughs> by in the comments reddit loves you for some reason so yeah i don't get it like they, anytime someone posts an article about you because i have like a technology like uh multi-reddit or whatever so i have like all the like technology subreddits that i subscribe to like in one feed so i can just go through and be like oh that's cool and like every time someone posts up about you they're like he's so cool he's awesome and i'm like (laughs) i just find that i find it so crazy that like my tweets will get like a (laughs) hundred likes on twitter and then someone will post it on reddit and it's like three hundred thousand uh upvotes and i'm like what the fuck do i do i need to be on reddit instead like uh, twitter's a tough crowd You should create a subreddit. For, oh, maybe for that. Oh, we should. We can create one for the the podcast. Maybe malware tech. Not a bad idea. Cause, yeah, because I created like a Twitter hashtag so that people can submit topics to us, and I I think a subreddit might be uh, uh, the next step. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking at it? It's the best yes. thing ever, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Give me your Discord token. Ha ha ha! <laughs> Jesus so Christ! You really think I'm stupid, don't you? You're a hacker. Am I right? No, 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 I am not. I just want to know what you said you were. Please, can we just have a whole podcast of him acting them out? Yeah, we, we can <laughs> oh act it out. This is wonderful. Just, I like how you're doing the voices. And like... <laughs> by, by moving the phone between his hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could have oh like put on glasses and a mustache. What the fuck was that? That was, was some, apparently some video with things. I should turn my phone down. But... <laughs> So, so Mauer, speaking of the the podcast, I mean, we we we've we've made some changes, obviously, uh, the last few days in terms of the channels and the way people can consume it. Uh, I mean, maybe you can give a quick overview of what you've done in case people don't follow you on Twitter. Yeah, so um, a couple of updates. Uh, we do have an audio only format. the The video is obviously going to be better because sometimes we show things uh, on the screen, but. Uh, I think we're up on iTunes, Spotify, and uh, 
some weird podcast hosting site that I signed up to. I don't actually remember. Um, I think it's called like Simplecast or something. Um, uh, I've upgraded my hardware multiple times. I now have the uh, the lighting and uh, Condi and Ast got me this nice microphone, which uh, is the Shure SM7B, which I'm, I'm liking quite a lot so far. Yeah, so... Um, uh, if you're, I guess if you're driving or whatever, then we're on Spotify now. It's, uh, I think it's an RSS feed, so uh, it's not actually hosted there, but it should be accessible in audio and new phone mode. Remember, it's the pandemic. No one's driving. You have to say, so if you're baking your sourdough bread <laughs> and you, you don't want, you want your hands free, so listen to the podcast. Yes, that. Uh, if you are I don't know, driving, before. don't watch. Just listen. Yeah, just listen. Though, <laughs> uh, no, though, no, in LA uh, before I left, um, regular traffic was pretty much back to normal during rush hour. It was kind of crazy, and yeah, I have seen in LA so many times people watching YouTube while they're driving. I, it, it is terrifying, <laughs> and they're and they're not in a Tesla, and they're not in an automated automatic no. um, like a car in autopilot either. That's the scarier part. When I was driving in LA, the one time I was driving in LA. I was sitting on the highway in traffic as is normal. And I looked over and the guy next to me was in this old like Toyota truck. Like it was an old truck. It was falling apart. And he's like literally just sitting there reading a book. And I'm like. I saw someone once eating a uh, cereal out of their lap. And <laughs> which I, I actually kind of respect despite the fact it's incredibly dangerous. You know, I do have a story though. So like being new to New England and everything, I feel like I officially have like being made my rite of passage here i was on the highway the other day and i watched an actual highway fist fight go down and i was just like <laughs> new england i'm i'm here that's my rite of passage like i have finally seen one so good it was really funny like these two people just like were yelling at each other and then they got out of their cars in the middle of the highway and started like rolling around like hitting each other and then they just got and back up and got back from boston yeah absolutely mass holes and they got back up and like just got back into their cars and like drove away. <laughs> Have you so seen that video thing. or clip or gif where it's these two guys, they start screaming at each other uh, and they're in each other's faces. Like the traffic is completely stopped. They're screaming at each other. And you swear they're about to like start throwing punches. And then they kind of nod at each other, shake each other's hands and then turn around and just get back into their cars. <laughs> You're just like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> is that from Canada or something? It has to be. <laughs> no, but there would be a lot more apologizing. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I don't know what yeah, that was bad. the boot. It's too bad Miracle's not here. Uh, we had Miracle uh, Miracle Worker on uh, last episode, and he's Canadian. We were, we were joking about his uh, Canadian accent on, on Twitter. We need afterwards. to get him back on. Like he, he's pretty fun. I also asked him if we were the meth lab that he lived above. and well, uh, Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, database shredding. Have you guys... Um, did you guys see that headline about the meow? Was it meow database shredder? Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. It's uh, was it MongoDB or something? That was one of the database platforms, but I think it hit other ones. I it may have started with that one, but it hit several platforms where basically it logs into unsecured database instances online and starts overwriting all the data with random characters. And some of the strings are is meow, so that that's why it's been called the meow database shredder. But it's basically just pure destruction. There's no demands. There's no encryption. It's just complete chaos and destruction. Like some people just want to see the world burn. See, like, key, I kind of like this stuff because um, 
like one of the big problems is people uh, like MongoDB is a huge problem because the default config does not enable, like you can add a password, a username and password, but the default config does not enable it. So it's uh, it's very easy to accidentally set up an unauthenticated That's... database. And I've even had it where one of my databases, I, it took me like a year to notice that it was, it was just accessible to the world. So I feel like something that just goes around and nukes your database immediately if it's unauthenticated would help with security because rather than like putting your database online unsecured and then maybe noticing in a year or two, you would notice immediately because it will just get overridden. So I like, I kind of like these things because it's like a security reminder, like from the start. But the fact that they don't have this turned on by DeFi, I feel like Apache and Tomcat solved this problem like 10 years ago in their default configs. Yeah, it's it's a questionable choice. I think they might have fixed it in one of the later versions, but it was that way for a long, long time. I don't know. I think in the article at some point they said that they were yeah trying to teach people a lesson. And I mean, I guess it's a twofold lesson too because if you don't have backups, then you're really screwed. I guess, Steve, you have nothing to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a parallel to my world, and it does it. Someone coming into a building and just trashing it, but not right. Stealing being anything. like, "Lol, your door was unlocked." Taught you, yeah, basically. Yeah, so I don't know how many people are missing out on DefCon or missing DefCon or trying to attend the online version. I, I've been attending since DefCon eight, so. It, this doesn't feel, my brain can't comprehend what's happening this year. I'm not disparaging it. it it'll be nice, as I say, even more <laughs> pantslessness than usual. <laughs> but I don't know, it's gonna feel really different. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I never went to DEF CON for the talks. It was really more for the social aspects and volunteering. Um, uh, I mean, I, I volunteered at the Lockpick Village with, with UDeviant for, for many years, and that was kind of what my, what I did. It was a, it was a fun way of, of meeting people and, and, and teaching and kind of giving back to the community. Um, mm -hmm. I, I rarely attend the talks. So right. when, so when I saw that a lot, a lot of hacker conferences went online this year, it, I honestly didn't really bother looking into attending online because if there was a talk, if there's a talk or topic that really interests me, I'm going to find a recording later and watch it. I don't mm -hmm. need to do it when go attend it or watch it when the con is happening. That's yeah. kind of my feeling as well. It's like, I never went to def. I've never been to a single def con talk. I just go to get trashed and meet people. Oh my God. And it's like, <laughs> what is the enjoyment in everyone being online, watching essentially a YouTube video at the same time? It's like, I can watch this video whenever I like why why set aside an entire week now when i could like i could just go about my day and then watch videos when i feel like it like i just i don't get the the appeal of an online con so as someone who's been tuning in i've been tuning into black hat and i've been to a couple of other online cons um i would say part of it's for like supporting the people that you're friends with like i have a lot of friends that are mm -hmm. giving talks at some of these and like you they show up for my talks i want to show up for theirs like i'm interested in what they have to say and stuff like that but also it's actually been like really good background noise which sounds horrible but like i'm still i work right like i'm working and like you listen to music while you work and there's no reason you can't just put on a talk while you're working too and it's actually it's kind of been really nice like there's been a couple really really good talks that i was like interested in the content on and especially with black hat and defcon you get some of the newer stuff out there um 
that maybe hasn't had a lot of publicity yet. So it's it's really interesting to listen to some of that kind of as it unfolds. Yeah, that I completely agree with and understand, you know, supporting your friend or supporting the speakers if, if it's a topic or an area that you really want to support and show uh, because it's it's as a speaker, it's motivating when, you know, people are interested, um, mm -hmm. you know, and not just, you know, the views afterwards, but live that people put in the effort and energy into attending. Uh, so so I, I, I agree with that. It, it is about supporting the, the, the speakers. Yeah, I felt the same at first. And then like I so last year was like really my first year going to any tech conferences because it was really my first year in the field and um i it was also my first year speaking at a bunch of conferences which was horrifying and i don't know like i just i came to really appreciate like after my first talk especially like a couple of people stuck around and they wanted to know a couple of additional things or they were like hey like i work in the same industry like let's touch base sometime and talk about, you know, X, Y, Z, because I was talking about medical device vulnerabilities. And um, it was just amazing. Like, it made me appreciate it so much more. And I was like, damn, I want to be that person for other people. So when I there's a talk that I'm interested in, I try and attend it. And especially if you really like if it's a good person that you want to network with, that's also a really good time to attend their talk. Like there's been a couple of talks where I'm like, wow, I really want to like, talk to this person and pick their brain about things because they're obviously way more intelligent than me and going to their talk and asking questions is like the way into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we ran our black hat training and we, we were hearing that it was quite the adjustment for a lot of uh, various people to like, how do you make it work? And do we understand how to present? It was, it's fascinating for as, for as hands-on as what we do, We'll say no. So you know, like Nomad, Nomad packaged up like everything for students, and it's actually funny, be only because I've used OBS and do funny things like this. You know, um, we were able to. I was I taught everyone else. I'm like, here's what you do for your setup, and I don't know if you can let me share my screen. I'll show you what Bobak looked like, and he was rocking it, dude. He had like multiple cameras around his lab, and he was like flipping scenes, and you could see this device, and then he'd throw it to his slides. And then he's, oh, it was, it was freaking wonderful. If, uh, if you just send me the video, I can overlay it. I will. You know, another thing too, it also has made things like a lot of the conferences a lot more accessible to people that either aren't able to travel easily or don't always have the money or like the company support to go to conferences. It suddenly kind of opens up that world for them because a lot of the online ones are freer, like a lot cheaper than they normally are. And. Uh, like this year, I mean, DEF CON, I think there are going to be a lot of people that get to tune in that maybe haven't gotten the chance to go to DEF CON before, either because they live so far away or something like that. And I think that's actually really, really cool. So it's kind of a silver lining to the mm -hmm. cloud that is not being able to actually get together this year. I've never understood why they didn't like upload the talks in the first place. Like you can have the physical, because there's benefits to going to physical con. Obviously, I just go for the networking, so I, I need there to be a physical con. But the people who can't, I say networking, yes. yeah, I mean getting absolutely trash. <laughs> like, there are people who will come up to me a year later and they'll be like, oh, we met at DEF CON. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, I remember nothing from that week. But, um, like, I just, I feel like they should have had the talks up anyway. Like, people who can't afford to go for whatever reason should have access to that material. So like, why not just wait a week after the con and then upload it to YouTube? 
because uh, a lot of the smaller cons do that and i feel like it's a bit it's a, it's a bit shitty to just force people to spend like several thousand dollars to travel to vegas just to see some talks do you think it's going to change though like after this and after seeing how many people tune in and how many how much more accessible it is to people do you think a lot of the physical cons once everything starts to open back up are going to have that online aspect too or I hope so, but I'm also not really confident they will do that. I feel like they'll just go back to the old way. Yeah, I, I think so because there, there there really is that element of the networking and and the experience of of the buzz and the energy of walking down like a conference center where there's like thousands of like minded people under under one roof. Um, like-minded for the most part, anyways. Uh so I, I think it's 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 different. Um you don't get that same feeling in in a, a video conference or, or like a YouTube channel style thing. It's not the same. No las dos? Why can't more cons try to live stream and even incorporate, you know, audience questions from a sort of designated ombudsman audience liaison with the mic while being an online event? I don't understand why they don't because DEF CON, there are DEF CON talks online but it's a very, very small fraction. And I don't understand, like, why aren't they all there? Like, how uh, how is it only like three or four talks each year that end up online? Well, like Hope, for as many things as Hope gets wrong as a con, uh, we've been going there for a while, right, Dr. Tran? And like, Hope would live stream and they would sometimes even have audience questions from the from like the internet. I, I think hopefully this will spur more options and maybe mm -hmm. not change things one way or the other, but create more options or compel cons to to create those options. And I think that's that's all we can hope for. Just like how in many corporations they are now offering flexible work or in the office, mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're just giving more options. So I, I think maybe this is the path we're going down. Like I've been trying to turn the time into like productive things too, like taking classes and too. working out and just like I want to come out of this period of isolation like a little bit better than I came into it and but I'm, I'm really glad to see like it seems like a lot of people suddenly have the time and are kind of forced to focus on the things that they never had time for and it's, it's really cool to see you know a lot of the things that should have been brought to light that never were suddenly come to light yeah, forces people to reevaluate the priorities of society and, and life. It's no longer, hey, let's go to the beach and party. It's let's look at the issues in society and let's do something and say something about it. It is, however, making the political situation very tumultuous. I feel like there's <laughs> there is just a lot of tension. Like, no matter what your beliefs are or aren't, like there's tension everywhere. And it's going to be an interesting rest of the year. No, it was it was weird, especially because I like moved during the pandemic, right? So I, I had to find a new gym during a pandemic, which was mm. an adventure. Um, I found one. It was it's cool. It's actually been closed all week because the power is out because everyone's power is out. But um, what? Oh, from the hurricane or something, right? Yeah, we got hit like really hard here. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, god this is the worst it's been since Sandy," and like half the state still has no power. It's crazy. Anyway, um. Yeah, I've been doing, like, I go to the gym, although, like, since I'm in Connecticut, you have to wear a mask at the gym, which is fine. Um, they actually are, like, really strict about it here, too, which I appreciate, and mm -hmm. that's part of the reason that I picked that gym, because they, like, they're, like, super hardcore about it. They make you wear a mask. Like, this girl on the treadmill the other day, like, pulled her mask down a little bit so she could breathe, and this guy who worked there, like, yeah. immediately ran up to her and was like, you need to put it back on. 
And she was like, okay. But um, they also like fog it once a week with like any bacterial antiviral I don't even know what it is something crazy like they fog the entire gym and then like they hired extra people to run around and clean stuff it's crazy like I actually feel okay being there I'm like cool I'm not gonna get sick and die so that's awesome I will never feel okay going to the gym because I feel like I'm <laughs> in such a vulnerable state like sweating and like dying I'm like I don't want anyone to see me like that no, no. <laughs> I, I felt like that. I got over it. I was like, whatever. They're going to see my ugliest, and that's great. So, um, no, I've been doing that. I've still been trying to get more into, like, doing body weight stuff just because I don't – I still want to minimize my exposure. So, like, I'm going to the gym, like, two days a week, but I'm not going, like, the full four or five that I normally would. I'm trying to do body weight, doing some, like, cardio, like, running stuff. My complex has a gym, but it doesn't have AC, so it's it's rough. Um, but I work out. But then it's like European gym and a workout at the same time. Oh god, yes. it's it's so bad. Like five minutes in, I'm like, I want to die. Like Do you have hot yoga in uh, not LA. Yeah, I mean it okay. is. It's it still here. a thing. Yeah, but probably not Crazy. as widespread. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to like do like meditation and like yoga a little bit more too because it is good for keeping strength up and it's easy to do like in an apartment when you don't feel like going anywhere. So just trying to do a little bit every day and like either get out or stay moving or like at least put the electronics down for a couple minutes and like focus on something that's not work well the nice thing is uh here um there is uh, an exclusion for the lockdown for exercise so you can actually go outside and run or cycle so i've been kind of taking advantage of that and i've been going cycling every couple of days um there was a part where they didn't ban being outside and they didn't ban working out, but they also, uh, they closed the cycle pass, they closed the beach, they closed uh, everywhere you could possibly run or cycle. In and a I, safe manner anyways. You could, yeah. you could do all this in a safe manner. That's and the they, key part. They left open one cycle path. So of course, like everyone is there and it's like yeah. just people, like it's like herds of cattle on bicycles. And I, I remember cycling up and I just saw how many people there are. And I'm like, if I go in there, I'm going to get Corona immediately. I'm just going to go and cycle around in circles in my apartment complex for the next hour. Mm -hmm. It's definitely been an adaptive period of like, let's see what I can do that keeps me moving and not around people. Like I've even just like gone on like walks or like short runs like around. I live in like a weird historic district. So some of it's kind of cool to look at, but like it's definitely just an odd area to like run around in. So yeah, Seattle's really hilly, so we can just walk in the city, which is nice. We can hike uh, in our parks, which are also hilly and foot, foot like not mountainous, but like foot hilly. And then, you know, there's got to do those lifts. Oh, oh my God, this is my Corona workout. Oh, so much lifting. My lifts are going to be, they didn't suffer as badly as I thought, because like I really didn't work out for like two months before moving because I just didn't have access mm -hmm. to a gym. They weren't as terrible as I thought, but I'm definitely trying not to like lose all of my strength. So we'll see. Yeah, my, my workout schedule was uh, started to become really inconsistent during the lockdown, most just because of work, actually, because I started working even weirder and crazier hours. And I just was just exhausted mentally. I just couldn't do anything. So my weight like fluctuated massively <laughs> during that time. Massively. Frame. Yes. Uh, and I think now uh, that, that uh, here in, in, in Europe, um, 
I, I walk around a lot more, so I'm hoping that will help uh, offset things as well. And I have weights on order, so they're coming in soon, uh, so I can just work out in, in my apartment. One of the craziest things I noticed too, like you don't think about it, but like the portion sizes in Europe are so much different than they are here. And like, you mm -hmm. don't even think that that's like a huge factor. And then you go to Europe and you're like, what the hell? Like, this is crazy. It's like the factor. It is the remember, factor. Yeah. Like people in Europe, like they don't necessarily eat healthy food. They just eat less. <laughs> no, they, they, they also eat healthy food. They do. <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember coming Sometimes. here and being like, uh, like not only were the portions insanely big, but they just put more sodium in things for some reason. And I'm like, I'm trying to keep my sodium levels down and I'm like looking up how much sodium is in this meal. And it's like 4,000 milligrams. And you're like, holy shit, that's like a heart attack in one meal. And then it would just be like, you would order a small fries and then a small something else. And you're like, okay, two smalls makes a medium meal. And it's like the size of three meals back in England. And I'm like, holy shit, like, how am I supposed to eat this? No, it, it's really crazy. They don't portion things here necessarily to like fit into your daily caloric yeah. intake so if you're not familiar like you will just gain weight like crazy because you're just yeah. like oh this is a meal but like in reality when you look at the calories it's like a day's worth of calories but i noticed yeah. that i went to italy and like all they ate there was freaking pasta carbs yeah it was all pasta but like we walked like three miles a day mm -hmm. and the portions were like a lot smaller it wasn't like when you go to freaking olive garden and there's like a 12 person serving of pasta in one dish which olive garden's gross Where, but where'd you go in italy rome and then uh a cc yeah yeah which was beautiful i miss it i we spent, try to get there whenever we can i spent a summer there and i fell in love with it and i want to go back but um it's also where I fell in love with Ducatis, but that's another story. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're you're just like, oh, they eat like the same stuff as us. Like, why, why is it the health so different? And you realize, like, a serving of pasta there is like one serving of pasta, not twelve. So. Yeah. When when I when I lived in Switzerland, I lost uh, ten pounds, uh, about five kilos for the for the Europeans listening. Um, but how many? I think it was like. Huh, that I, Marcus will have to translate that for me. I have no idea. I don't know measurements in England. Like, I've completely forgotten them. Um, it's half a stone. There you go. There's your British. Well, stone is actually a funny one. So we only use stone for human weight. And then we only use feet for human heights. Like, we use, uh, we use metric for everything except for human mm -hmm. weight and human height. And it's really fucking confusing. Y'all are weird. <laughs> Yeah. I mean that in a loving way. <laughs> well, I think another factor as well, uh, at least I noticed when in Switzerland, is everything is closed on Sunday. So what do people do on Sundays? Well, they go for a hike, they go for a walk, they do something, some physical activity instead of going to the, you know, going to, to do something else where they're sitting down and just not doing anything. So people are much more active on Sundays because there's just nothing else to do. I found That's it weird that that is actually difference. a law in, in the US. Like, I don't know if it's federal or state, but there is actually a law which uh, certain businesses are not allowed to open on Sundays because it's a religious it's, it's day. It's state. It's, yeah. uh, it's state. A lot of blue uh, laws. Yeah. 
it's state because I, I mean, in Pennsylvania, car dealerships are not allowed to be open on Sundays. And then when I left Pennsylvania, I was like, wait, car dealerships are open on Sundays. It was crazy. I like that you me. just buy so many cars that this is a thing that impacts. <laughs> yeah, this is like a regular like, phenomenon. Damn, I you've can't had an issue Sunday in your though. life where you're like, can't buy a car today. Why? <laughs> Jesus. It's like normal people in Chick-fil-A. Like normal people are like, I can't go to Chick-fil-A, but I really want Chick-fil-A today. And trans over there are like, I can't buy a car today, but I really want to buy one. <laughs> that has happened. <laughs> <laughs> you just get, you wake up and you just have a craving to buy a car. <laughs> oh man. I, I mean, I mean, don't we all? I don't blame him. Uh, yesterday, I was I was going through the real estate market back uh, where I used to live, and because uh, of course Corona's like it's crushing a lot of businesses. I'm seeing like hotels pop up, and I'm like, I should buy a hotel. And then I I, I stopped for a second. I was like, that's a ridiculous idea. Why would I buy a hotel? <laughs> I guess when you buy a hotel, you have to deal with people. Well, no, you just hire someone to do it because like I I wanted to run a hotel. I would just not be the person dealing with the people you just want to be uh you just want to be a founder and and, and, and like a, a bank or like an investment banker basically you want to fund I, want, it. I want to disrupt the industry or whatever it is they say in silicon valley <laughs> no you want to you want to you want to change the world and make it a better place <laughs> i'd buy a coffee shop because then i could just drink coffee all the time that sounds like a good deal I think I drink too much coffee. I just got one of those really expensive espresso machines. Which one? I got the uh, Barista Express, nice. which makes amazing coffee. And I also got these really good beans, which uh, I like all the good coffee shops that have. And then I had this problem of I just, the coffee tastes so good and I didn't have to pay for it and I didn't have to go anywhere that like by 6 p.m. I'm just like... <laughs> feel that i have a delonghi and it's got the it makes the espresso and like the drip coffee but like when i first realized i could make espresso i was like i'm gonna make all the espresso yeah i i, uh, I, I use an aeropress i use an aeropress aeropresses are fellow, legit with the fellows um espresso attachment which makes a pretty good espresso for what is it it's not nine bars of pressure i know but uh it's pretty good and i also have a kettle with where you can fine-tune the temperature of the water and then you have to get a good grinder as well. That's that, that's another thing. A good grinder. Can, I was hand grinding for a while, and that was painful. So if you put nine bars of pressure, I just got to work out a bit more. Just got to get get in biceps <laughs> up. So Actually, weird though. Yeah. Like I'm a big Starbucks fan, which is awful. I know. Don't judge me. Yeah, that's just just get out. You're banned from the podcast. <laughs> you know what? Like everyone here. Oh, oh is... come on, Tech. Whenever whenever we went, whenever we hung out, we always got. Um, uh, a chai tea latte remember so yeah, don't, but that's because that's not because i like starbucks it's because that is the only coffee place in that entire strip mall <laughs> like, i i just absolutely hate you starbucks. have pizza the there there is no excuse anyway we don't have pizza here so um although everyone in new england really likes dunkin donuts which is another story oh, but whatever God. yeah it's even worse anyway it's so bad um what's our espresso machine <laughs> Kitchen Aid branded Gaja. It's like okay, yeah. So KitchenAid, ours is a KitchenAid, but it's a rebadged Gaja. Nice. So we're back to Italy. Good stuff. I had someone unfollow me on Twitter for saying espresso is better than drip coffee, which objectively it is. It is. I mean, it's and different. they were like, "You're such a snobby piece of shit." I'm well, unfolding you, and I was like, "Congratulations!" What? <laughs> That's the truth. I, 
I started watching uh, this YouTube channel of this British guy who talks about different like coffee. He reviews like coffee equipment and, and different. He, he does a lot of things. He, he actually does educational videos about coffee as well. That's good. And I and I got way too into it because uh, when I started making espresso, um, I started to figure out like well, like what is like, the crema? Like what is it? Like what causes? So he has a whole video about the science behind it, and he starts citing scientific papers as well. I'm like, this is my kind of YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it like a British Alton Brown? Yeah, kind of, yeah. But just for coffee. I do cold brew too. Cold brew is honestly like my choice. Like I'll, it'll be like five degrees out and I'll drink cold brew. I'm just a cold Do you have like a uh, toddy or no, not a toddy. What is it called? Um, I have an ovalware like brewer thing. Okay. I, I actually just use a French press to make my cold brew. I just load it up and put filtered water and stick it in the fridge for a minimum of eight hours. Uh, if you mm-hmm. really want something strong, you want like 48 hours and then just press it and you have cold brew. I usually double filter mine. So it's got like the little mesh filter in the pitcher, but I also put a filter, I run it through a filter after just to get any grounds mm-hmm. out. Cause I don't like sediment in my coffee, but um, yeah, I usually live in the fridge for like 12 hours. I do it with death wish a lot. Their coffee is actually really good, but um, no, I, I like Starbucks and it's always funny because I go to Starbucks and like my normal order is usually just a dopio and ice. Like I'll just get espresso, <laughs> like literal espresso and ice. And they're always just like, what? <laughs> like the idea of someone ordering normal coffee at Starbucks is so boring to people. It's so funny. Yeah. I don't even drink coffee either. I just like watching her make it. It's- <laughs> <laughs> would literally die without coffee and be like you think that's an exaggeration you should you should try it without the paper filter because the paper filter from my understanding removes some of the oils as well so um don't Mm -hmm. use the paper filter just don't drink all the way to the bottom let the sediment settle to the bottom and just just don't drink the the last like centimeter of uh material i use a mesh like a a wire mesh gold mesh filter yeah yep that's fine yeah so people ask me how i can be a hacker and not drink coffee and i'm like no i just stop drinking whiskey occasionally and that's like it's in a few hours it's like drinking coffee to reverse i read yeah. something about like mesh filters being unhealthy because they they don't remove something oh my god i can't remember what it is but Marcus. it was like i was like well, you only, ruined my life in the state of california yeah, i was gonna say only in california <laughs> because you live in the one state where everything seems to cause cancer congratulations yeah. I have this joke when I when I when I when people are visiting California, I'm like, what's with all these signs everywhere? Like, this facility has has chemicals that is known to cause cancer. Restaurants have it, and they're like, what is that? It's like, I, I, they should just put a sign when you cross the border into California. Entering California is known to cause cancer. Yeah. Okay. You know what? When I went to California, though, I was like, surprised. Like everyone there was so freaking nice. That's why I want to stay. It's like it's just like how I dreamed a place would be. It's like perfect weather all year round everyone is super nice people actually care about their health whereas like back home they didn't and i just i just love the place i i was there for about a week before i just fell in love with it i fell in love with it when i was there and i wasn't expecting to i was like oh it'll be whatever but like making that drive and then san luis obispo which you haven't which if you haven't been there it's freaking beautiful i feel like all of the u.s hates l.a until they go to LA and then they're like, this is the best thing ever. Cause like, I, I hated it. hate it. I just thought it would be like fake, a lot more fake than it oh, actually it, it, is. I still think LA is really fake. There's still like, a lot of really... fake, but I felt like people were genuinely nice. No, 
it's 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 a learned response for them to say the things they say. I feel That's like. fine. People here are not nice. Do you know how New England is? Like you'll be like, good but morning. They're honest. Yeah, but I they're mean, honest. they're super honest. You'll be like, good morning, and people will be like, fuck you. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I go there in the Midwest. I feel like Seattle and the Pacific Northwest is the sum total evolution of that, where we just stop talking to everyone at all times. Fair no one talks. It's literally, it's never below 40, never above 80, no sun in the Perfect. sky, weed everywhere, no one says hi. It's England with cannabis. Between 40 and 80 is like my ideal environment. If I could live I somewhere where we're fall and winter every year, I would be happy. Well, I think with LA, everyone is so like going back to the, your 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 comment about people being fake. People are also very flaky as well. People will say, "Oh yeah, I'll be there at eight. They like it's it's a toss up whether they'll actually show up or not. Um, and people will say things like, "Oh yeah, you're this this is like the best thing ever." They, they, they there's a lot of exaggeration. Like everything is like a, a superlative, and and to me that's just really fake and not genuine. So that that's kind of the the feel I get um in in california um and and people are always late that just drives me nuts and traffic is horrific that's fair now how do you find europe compared to that like as far as people because i found it very different con talk about this the Car the carolina con talk about dr tran in switzerland yeah i i did a talk uh wow that was like 10 years ago about my experience moving to to europe um i i think it's very different um I don't know. There are things I really like about it. And there are things I don't like about it. Uh, but I think that's the case with anywhere in the world. Nowhere is, is perfect. So I, I don't think it's fair to say one place is better than the other. It's just different. And I think when you're in different points of your life or you're looking for different things, different cities suit your needs better. So, um, you know, I, I like L.A. The weather's great. And I have access to a lot of rust-free cars. That's That's great for me right now. But... I don't see myself living there forever. <laughs> that is such a good, <laughs> that is such a good piece of criteria. <laughs> I miss Philly. I don't miss Montana. I'm over the moon in the Pacific Northwest. Wait, you came from Montana. I came through Montana. He's lived like there for about a year. And one half. of four I'm people so that have sorry. lived there. <laughs> Tara lived there too. She escaped as well. She's oh, like, man. I know what it's like here. She stole me away from Montana in the night. I escaped from Ohio, but I really do want to move internationally eventually because yep. why not? I have a lot of family that lives in Ireland. Um, my mom's what in, county? Uh, Cork. Yes. My mom's. We go to, we go to Dingle whenever we can. So. Nice. My mom's an Irish citizen. She's got dual citizenship. So um, we're working on that. It's a process, but it's worth it. What? I've only got the Northern uh, Ireland citizenship because <laughs> it's part of the UK. <laughs> but no I, I really do like i want to i'm i loved the parts of europe that i got to see when i traveled and i want to travel more and see more because why not living there is very different um yeah i i think there's a there, there are things that you know i think a lot of americans also romanticize a lot about europe and when you're there a little bit longer you start to see the other side of things and and it's kind of like America where there's some great things and there's some bad things and ugly things as well as part of society that, that you don't always see. Uh, I mean, when I, when I lived in Switzerland, of, of course, a lot of you know, European friends would, would rag on America on a lot of things. Uh, but I like to read and I understood a lot of like European history and things that have been happening in Europe as recent as just like 20 years ago. And there's some aspects. We're not that much better off. It's just different. 
they they mm-hmm. they discriminate against different things and then we then the Americans discriminate and so yeah. um I, it's it's kind of funny when when Europeans rag on Americans for being backwards or whatever for one thing and I know I know enough where I can kind of have comebacks well you do this over here how's it any different and they're just really that usually shuts them up pretty quickly yeah. hey they don't have a coronavirus pandemic <laughs> <laughs> uh wave two is starting so who knows yeah. we'll see yeah, no. But do they? Yeah, do they? Do they? They don't have the facial recognition tech, but they don't have the pandemic and the mask wearing to avoid it. So I don't know. Toss up. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of at the point where I want to explore other cultures, even though I know that they won't be perfect, because I am somewhat disenchanted with the way that the United States has gotten in the last couple of years. I think it's an important experience for everyone to 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 travel or to ideally live somewhere else because it really get, puts everything in perspective where a you appreciate more of what you have but also you recognize that and you become more open minded that the way you do things or the way you view the world is not the same. Uh I mean I think an example I think a lot of Americans will will argue you know like that the end of the Cold War um you know Reagan was a strong leader stood up the Soviet Union but when you when you talk to Europeans they look at a, Reagan and Americans as warmongers because if you think about it, if the Cold War got hot Europe was the first place that got wiped off the map and it's very different perspective for them compared to Americans where that conflict would have been across the pond um so I think just like little things like that it, it just kind of puts things into perspective I saw a really interesting, it was on Reddit not that long ago, it was on an Ask Reddit post, but it was about how Germans learned about World War II versus how Americans learned about World War II. <laughs> and it was just really, it was it was just really interesting to see some of the perspectives in that thread because you don't realize that like there's a whole other side of things that you don't necessarily think that way as it's someone so who's weird, grown up in like, the US. hearing the US version, like everyone kind of learns the ins and outs of what happened. And then the American version is America came in, they won the war for everyone and they're the heroes. And like anyone who just lived anywhere else, like they know the ins and outs. And then you go on any social media and it's always America won the war. But also the Germans learn such amazing horrors about that. like. The German education system, especially relating to World War II, is the equivalent of like the 1619 project for us, like facing really hard, bad facts in your own history. Uh, and they have shouldered it. They've, they've accepted that. They're like, we're going to teach this. It's important. In America, yeah, in America, all the politicians are like, no, Jesus slayed the dinosaurs. And that's <laughs> why he made the stock market in America. Because McDonald's <laughs> winning, like it triggers you me. You will teach man. this. It triggers me. Like the states that have removed. So I went to Catholic school for twelve years, and oh no, yeah, I know, I know. It explains a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there are so many states that are just outlawing the teaching of evolution, and I'm just like. How can you do that? Like, I got lucky enough to where I went to a school where they kind of presented you with everything and let you make your own decisions. I mean, like, even in high school, my last year of high school, we had to take world religions and they, you literally spent like months on each religion and them teaching you like what the main beliefs of this religion were. So you kind of had an understanding of what everything was just in case you were interested in something else. And I think that was really, really cool of them. Um, But a lot of places aren't like that. And 
just the idea of what creationism was until I came to America. <gasps> just the I idea of explaining it to me. You have to understand, I lived like 20 minutes from the Creation Museum. And, <laughs> okay, so like, man, oh my god. Anytime I drove to the airport, it was like right there. And I was like, oh god. I feel like I'm burning. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just omitting science because you don't want it to interfere with your religion doesn't sit right with me but i mean this could turn into a whole discussion <laughs> how many people are happy that we're fucking up facial recognition because of silicon valley and no ethics classes all of them <laughs> and also mask wearing that's throwing things off too and they're weakening exactly. the technology to for convenience <laughs> yeah so like i'm low-key annoyed because i just got a new friend like a couple months ago which they just discontinued today because everyone hates me um I got a Google Pixel 4 and it doesn't have the fingerprint thing on it anymore. It only has really? oh, that's right. I thought the four had it. I have an old phone. Yeah. yeah. No, I had a I had a three and then now I have the four and it doesn't have the fingerprint. It only does the facial recognition. Oh, I, I would not like that. And I, no. I I was hesitant about it, but my three was like on its last legs, man. Like <laughs> I need something else. So um yeah, every time you wear a mask, though, it's just like, I don't know who you are. Even honestly, like when I put on makeup, when I don't have makeup on, it's like, you're cool. And then when I do put makeup on, it's like, who are you? I'm like, I don't look that different. <laughs> Maybe this will force, you know, Google used to support NFC as a login and it doesn't anymore. They dropped that feature. But I would love to be able to be like, whoop, yes. phone unlock. It'd be sick. They should come back to that for sure. Mm hmm get more people with chips in their hands i really want to get one eventually i haven't decided what i want to do with it yet but i want one i was gonna that get was gonna it be our defcon talk this year yeah i was gonna get one at defcon this year but some asshole decided to bring COVID to the united states so <laughs> i hate whoever it was i don't know I don't want asshole one. decided to not stop the pandemic if someone was like i'm gonna travel and baby yeah i'm gonna fucking travel I feel like they're too uh, they're too simple. Like they're too new still because a lot of them you can only like program one or two things onto them. So I want to wait until it's like an actual computer which I can chip into my hand. You got to get the Vivo Key Spark, sir. Type four NFC, not Type two NFC with the N tag two sixteen. Can I make it? This is like a whole different podcast. Can I program it, it to expensive? make my body do things? Because that'd be <laughs> sick. That'd be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? Like if you could like connect it to the different neurons and just be like hey make my body work out cool i just want bluetooth headset like not bluetooth i want like headsets in my ears that are always there that'd be sick and i can just not have to charge them they would like i don't know charge like the matrix for my body's electricity do you remember yeah. that episode of futurama with the iphone where they embed the phone in your eye oh man i would be so into that yeah, so into I, I that. would probably get an embedded computer as well. And I mean, technically, like from a neurological perspective, there is enough electricity. Because I mean, all of your thoughts, all of your brain activity is electricity. And technically, I would think you'd be very able to. Very small volts, though. It is small. Very small. It volts. is very small. But I would think that would be really cool if you could harness it. Mm -hmm. Let's just hope the, the the battery packs that they use to store electricity don't catch on fire. Like that would be so bad. I did find a fun toy on Tindy when I was like 
sitting there stalking the aerospace village for my badge. And um, there's this guy, apparently I'm the first one to ever buy his thing. So he got like really excited and sent me a message. But it's, um, I think it's Raspberry Pi based, but it's got different like gel electrodes and stuff. And you can like start data mapping like EEG and all kinds of fun shit. So I was like, might as well do some weird medical stuff since I am stuck in my house by myself. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I want an RFID implant. I want... Go for it. it they are good shit. I, I really... I do want to get one. I wanted to do more research and like figure out what I wanted to do with it. Maybe we can it, do but... a live... or We can do... Um... The, um, the implantation on, uh, on an episode like on the recording. <laughs> I think that's, I am uh, so that's here more for this. Only fans kind Did of I... thing. <laughs> Marcus, we're putting in my hand. Putting <laughs> <laughs> in my hand, nowhere else. I mean, you know that's someone's thing. Yeah, but that's fine. Whatever. Like, you know what? If you, if you want to watch me inject a needle into my hand, then go for it. <laughs> Just don't tell me what you're doing. It's fine. But can you get it? Because I know you can get them at the conferences. Can you get them like sent to you so you can do it yourself? Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I actually have one. I, I never put it in, but I I, I do have like we can stream that. It goes in your hand. It goes in I your know. Hand. <laughs> you can put it wherever you want. Like, yeah, there's, there's no there's it. no law that it has to go in my hand. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna choke on us. That would be a funny way to badge into your building. I know. <laughs> like someone walks up and you're just like humping the. <laughs> Whole right. new meeting it comes to... full circle because I actually know a guy Bad back when fingerprint sensors were the norm who saw if he could enroll something else and he could log in oh semi reliably to his iPhone that way. <laughs> he passed away and we miss him very much, but oh, it was very on brand for him. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'll totally get one and do it. We can do a live stream of Gab injecting shit into her body. Hell yeah. <laughs> Please call it that. If there's not going to be cons for ages. So basically it was me, Maxie, and Cooper. Like uh, we had a talk that was all about untangling the whole implantable tech and explaining to people all the different things that are out there, so cool. why you so want cool. this one or that one. Like we will break it down and then you can choose which one you want to have. And then we'll find a way to, yeah, this this will be a thing. Is there a way I can like see this talk anyway before I make my decision? Well, I think we should do the talk on one podcast and then you make your decision. And then that's like the follow-up podcast. Get that repeat viewers. That would be pretty cool. That's how we <laughs> engagement. That would be pretty cool. I'm in. Maybe we can do a giveaway as well of some of the chips too. Oh, I'm so here for that. And then yeah, we can um, we can all yeah. have a live stream with our viewers while we all inject things into our bodies. And oh, because be... viewers want to like viewers are oh my god, can I get on the show? And you're like, yes, inject this in your hand, film it with a good light rig. Oh Deviant my god, we can one. be like ridiculousness, but the tech version. Yes, I love that. Show. This is amazing. This is the best idea ever. <laughs> no liability at all. I'm sure. Just send us videos. It'll be great. Send us videos of you stabbing yourself. We won't wind up in court. <laughs> You just got to put the disclaimer and then people submit things anyway. <laughs> it's at the beginning of every show. Do not submit a video of yourself, but you know, people do. Yeah. I love that show. It's like a good laugh whenever oh you're like, 
you just don't want to think about things. You're like, wow, you know, my life might suck, but at least I am not the guy that just got an airbag blown up in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I was at the store the other day and this guy took off his mask so he could sneeze. <laughs> it was, like, I, <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I, I seriously, like, I started walking down an aisle and he like took off his mask and sneezed twice. And I was just like standing there, like staring at him. And he like looked back at me and then he like stupidly like slunk away. And I was like, seriously? Like, <laughs> I think deviant drinking through his mask is that's our final scene. <laughs> <laughs> All I can smell is whiskey right now. It's pretty great. Thank <laughs> you.